0: You are about to listen to the full interview with Richard Ellis. Sections of it were originally included in our Legally Haunted House episode. Richard is the listing agent for the home and was involved in the initial lawsuit. He shared with us an inside view of the lawsuit and his own encounters in haunted homes. We hope you enjoy.
1: My name is Richard Ellis, and I uh, was the listing agent for One Lovetta Place, uh, the famous haunted house uh, case in Nyack, New York.
2: That's great. How long had you been a listing agent um, when you first heard about One LaVetta Place?
1: I uh, started in the business in 1985, and so I guess about six years or so.
2: How? When did you first hear about One LaVetta Place?
1: It had been on the market. What happens many times in real estate, uh, uh, a property is listed with one agency, and then it doesn't sell, and then it lists... With another agency and the real estate market at that time was going through a bit of a recession in the late 80s early 90s so things were selling slowly so uh, we became the second listing uh, office to uh, to list the property so um, I I was familiar with it uh, when it was listed with another uh, broker and then uh, and then I became the listing agent for it
2: when you first saw One Levetta Place, what was your kind of initial reaction? Can you describe what it looks like?
1: Sure. Uh, I believe at that time I knew the stories of the house uh, possibly uh, being haunted or being haunted by, according to Mrs. Ackley. And uh, so to me, it kind of looked like uh, a classic haunted house. It was uh, a big Victorian three stories high with a large tower on one side. It was uh, asymmetrical and it had a big wraparound porch that uh, faced the Hudson river. And it was on a dead end street. And, um, and it looked like it, 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 it was uh, cared for through the years. It was owned by the Ackley family for, I don't know, maybe 30 years. I'm not exactly sure. I forget now, but uh, it looked like it needed some sprucing up so um so the first time i saw it you know i was impressed with it and i think i had in the back of my mind i'd heard the stories that maybe it was haunted and uh so that was in the back of my mind And so for me that was exciting i was always kind of fascinated with anything having to do with ghosts
2: do you think it was
1: haunted that's kind of a complicated answer um i uh uh I hate to say I kind of believe in ghosts, but but I, I have to answer it that way. I, I I think it it probably is haunted.
2: Why do you say probably? And I, and I hesitate.
1: Yeah. I I hesitate because I kind of. Uh, have to see a ghost, and it has to be proven to me that that there are such things. And I and I did have a situation, maybe I'll mention it later, where uh, um, I uh, perhaps had seen a ghost. But uh, in the Ackley house, I, I never saw anything. Uh, I did have a client once; uh, he thought something brushed behind him. Uh, we were in the in the hallway of the house. Uh, and uh, you know, and he later, after all the publicity, uh, said that you know he he could swear that was a ghost that that he saw that something brushed against him. But uh, uh, again, I, I I kind of believe in ghosts. I think it's probably true, but I I, I need um, need I don't have a hundred percent certainty on that that topic.
2: Totally. What was your first impression when you met Helen Ackley? What was she like?
1: She was a very enthusiastic person. she uh loved her house, and when she would talk about her ghosts, which she would uh she spoke about them with passion and uh as if they were almost family members uh so she uh she was an interesting person uh she was smart um and um a character she seemed eccentric. Uh, and uh, overall a nice person.
2: Did she tell you about like any specific ghost or was it just kind of like in general terms that it was haunted?
1: So, you know, to be honest, I, I kind of forget the exact details. It was such a long time ago, uh, almost 30 years ago. Uh, and I, you know, and having read the stories and all the publicity through the years, uh, I forget exactly when she said what, But um, uh, I believe, yeah, she spoke about uh, the ghosts. Uh, There were uh, two uh, women in hoop dresses, uh, perhaps Civil War era, as they've been described, uh, who uh, materialized in her, uh, I think, her living room area. There's kind of two sitting rooms on the first floor on the left-hand side. And I believe, uh, at least at one time, uh, they, they kind of just appeared there. And um, and then I believe separately, there was a man in a red coat, like a Revolutionary War soldier's uniform. And I think he was a short person. And, uh, and I know he appeared as well. And I, and I forget where she had seen him. Uh, I believe one of the stories was perhaps he had visited one of her children uh, upstairs in the bedroom.
2: Yeah, actually. I- that, that's definitely one of the stories. We actually spoke with her uh, daughter the other day, and she told us some about that. Yeah. Very interesting. Um, yes. Speaking to us, kind of like in emails beforehand, you said that a few sections of the house creeped you out. Uh, which parts of it and why?
1: So I clearly remember uh, I never liked going down the basement. Uh, and by the way, the basement today looks nothing like the basement the way it was 30 30 plus years ago. Um, It was an old basement. And if you've been in old houses and um, uh, big old houses in particular, many times the basement is kind of just what you might describe as a scary place. Uh, in that a lot of times light bulbs aren't working and sometimes there's narrow corridors and there's different finished rooms here and there and that's how the Ackley basement was. It was actually the rooms were not finished but they were like old storage rooms down there none of the light bulbs worked and I I just remember I, I, I really never liked being down there And maybe it was towards the back of the the basement in particular. I remember there was some area that I just always wanted to get out of. And it was just a feeling that I had. And I don't recall if there were any um, stories about the basement in particular, but it just always made me uncomfortable going down there.
2: Basements are always creepy, (laughs) you know, coming as a – yes. As a Californian who I don't see very many basements, every time I see a basement, yes. I think it's uh, pretty creepy, honestly.
1: I agree, yes. yeah. Uh, especially if you especially if you watch scary movies and someone goes down the basement, you know something bad is going to happen. Yeah, always. So, uh, I don't know. It's just an uneasy feeling that it would have when it went down.
2: Yeah, and you also told us that you had a weird experience the first time you showed the house as a listing agent. Can you tell us about that story?
1: Yeah. Well, actually, um, uh, it was the first time I showed the the house um, about 20, 20, I don't know, 20, 25 years later when the house was listed. As you know, the house uh, had been resold uh, uh, four or five times, and I was a listing agent at a later point. Uh, Maybe it was 2005, 2008, something like that. And it was the very first time I had a showing there. I was rushing through the house to put all the lights on, and I heard a car door slam outside the house, and I figured my clients uh, were there. I was showing it personally to some people who coincidentally were the people who bid against Stamboski uh, when when he ended up getting the house. The house had gotten into a bidding war between two people, and uh, these were the people who, were in the process of selling their house in Piermont, which is an adjoining community to the NIAX, and uh, and they wanted to take a look at it. Uh, supposedly, they were serious about maybe purchasing it. So I'm rushing through the house, and I get all the way up to the last room, which was the tower room, and, um, and uh, I had just heard the car door slam, and I go to light a sconce, which is on the wall, and... A flame burst out. The light bulb burst. The glass hit the floor. And flames were coming out of the sconce. Now, there was a little, two little silk shades. One of the silk shades caught fire instantly. And I pushed it off onto the floor. I stepped on it. I don't know what I did. Uh, I don't know if the fire then just went out or I tried to, like, blow it out. Uh, I remember feeling panicked. And I... Then was thinking, oh my God, what's going on? I thought scientifically, is there going to be a fire in the wall? Is there, is it a, an electrical issue? And and um, now I heard someone knocking on the door, and I thought, should I call the fire department or show the house? And as a true realtor, I said, I'm going to show the house. I I opened opened the window in in the tower. And um, to get some fresh air in there, again, I had stepped on the the silk shade, which I mean, really a flame was on the shade, and a, a true flame was coming out out of the uh, socket in the in this small sconce on the wall and um and the wall didn't appear to be warm or hot, and I went down, greeted the people, never mentioned anything to them. It, it, it's a very large house, so by the time I got up, to the tower room that's the last house it's on the top floor at the end of the hall um the window was open they didn't say anything i didn't say anything
2: plain devil's advocate here it's a very old house at that point in the 2000s had anybody redone the wiring uh in the house or do you think maybe it was just that it was so old that the electricity in there uh was kind of well out? that's,
1: that's- that, that's very possible. Uh, I, I don't know. The house had a lot of work done. A lot of mechanical work was done. I don't know specifically if the uh, wiring uh, had ever been changed. Uh, many times in the 1940s and 50s and 60s, uh, uh, people ripped out the old wiring and, and put BX in, which is that metal-cased uh, electrical wires. I, I don't know. Um, I... Uh, um yeah I I really don't know I I just in in hindsight when I immediately after the showing and stuff it obviously was a a real estate first where something like that happened and then I just thought wow what a coincidence and then I thought you know I I, I do kind of believe sometimes nothing is a coincidence so um, again I'm not saying there was a ghost in the house but but it made me think you know like it was so odd that my first showing was this—a ghost trying to tell me something. I don't know what 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 that is, but uh, say, trying to say I'm still here. Uh, I don't know. I have no idea. But it was just very odd uh, that that happened the, the first time uh, that I showed the house. I actually did uh, speak to the owners about uh, what had happened, and um, and and actually when I first got the listing or spoke to them about marketing the property, I suggested to them that the house had had so much press about this ghost that I thought it would be a good PR angle if we uh, did like a PR release and told people that, you know, make it a fact. This is the the haunted house, uh, the famous haunted house of Nyack. And they didn't want anything to do with that and did not want me to discuss anything of that nature with anyone. And when I did tell them what had happened, um, they uh, they just said they would take care of it. And, and that was that.
2: Yeah, so going to that, that is one of my questions. Do you think that a house being haunted affects the value of it either positively or negatively?
1: I thought with the Ackley house, that uh, as there was so much publicity with it, that it would have been a positive way to sell it. There would have been so much press. And what had happened after the lawsuit in the early 90s with the Ackley's and the house went back on the market, there was, uh, you know, uh, everyone knew that of the lawsuit and, and whatnot. And the house sold within a couple of months. Uh, actually, it might have been four months. So it sold very quickly after the publicity. I'm a strong believer... Uh, having been in marketing and advertising uh, a little bit before I got into real estate that uh, kind of all publicity in a weird way can be good publicity so I think marketing around uh, the Ackley house being haunted would have been a good thing now if someone says there's a ghost in a house Mm. you know uh, you don't know for sure if there's really a ghost there so I probably Take the tact of not marketing it that way, unless it was maybe George Washington's ghost or uh, the ghost of uh, some some famous figure. Then I think there's a uh, a celebrity ghost. I think would be a really good thing to to market around if, if someone can say with sincerity that that something happened in in their house of that nature. But I I think um I, I think unless there's a really strong story behind the sellers. Uh, discussion of a ghost I don't think I would bring it up uh, and legally of course today uh, a realtor does uh, uh, does ha- has no legal obligation to disclose if a ghost is in their house uh, however a realtor's code of ethics in New York State requires that we be truthful so if a buyer client were to ask myself let's say as a listing agent is there a ghost in the house um if I knew from a previous owner there was a ghost in the house and they told me they didn't want me to discuss it, then I would have to say I can't answer that question. Interesting. Uh, so I, again, in a one-winded way, I'm, I'm saying that uh, I probably wouldn't mention there was a ghost uh, unless there was some some great story behind it.
2: I kind of want to back up a little bit and start going more into the case and the beginning of that. Sure. Um, Why was Helen Ackley selling the house at this point?
1: It was time. She was a widow uh, and uh, she wanted to move to Florida. Uh, House had been on the market, like I said earlier, for a couple of years. And like any normal person, uh, older kids are older, uh, out of the house, or almost out of the house, it was time to sell.
2: Would you say she kept the house being haunted a secret at the time, or was she pretty public about that?
1: She was public about it. She uh, had an article, uh, she wrote about her ghosts, and she had an article uh, that was written in Reader's Digest, which was still very popular in the 1990s and uh, and she went into great detail uh, stories that happened through the years with her ghosts and um, uh, and then I believe the Reader's Digest article was picked up uh, by a couple of other publications as well as uh, the local newspaper the the Journal News uh, I never saw those stories but uh, and I never saw the Reader's Digest story until this all came out in the uh, in the court case.
2: Yeah. So, when did you first meet the Stambovskis, and what was your first impression of them?
1: So, I was the listing agent for the house, and one of my agents, uh, she was the uh, their agent. She was the selling agent. So, I, I didn't interact with them uh, uh, frequently. My impression was very positive. They seemed that in real estate. You want to know if someone's qualified. Uh, they were living in New York City. New York City is a theater market for uh, homes in our marketplace, and, um, and I think he was in the financial business, and uh, she had some sort of business. So you know, they seemed like seemed like a nice couple, and they were qualified to purchase the house. So that was all great.
2: So how did it come about that they didn't know that house was haunted? It wasn't on purpose or accident? And I also know that there's some debate whether or not they did know that it was supposedly haunted. Uh, So do you have any insight into that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So Mrs. Ackley, as I said earlier, uh, had told us about her ghosts. And uh, um, so we listened to the stories. I don't think I ever really commented much, probably smiled and, and listened. And that was it. So um, and I believe uh, I believe the agents in my office, including the selling agent, had heard the story prior uh, about Mrs. Ackley thinking that there was a ghost in her house. And again, it was not that Mrs. Ackley had a ghost in her house. It was she thinks she has a ghost in her house. That's always how we perceived it so um we never had an office policy there was no need to have one whether this had to be discussed or not but i think unofficially it wasn't discussed because you know who knows if there was even a ghost there and uh and if there was one you know maybe they wouldn't buy the house uh so um but and that was never discussed never ever discussed that we shouldn't discuss it because maybe they wouldn't buy the house but it was information that was irrelevant it was not a material fact and um and there was no reason to discuss, discuss it it was not the law and and that was that
2: do you know how they found out about the supposed haunting and what I their sure reaction do. was yeah
1: yes i sure do uh, actually, my father uh, had a conversation. My father was the real estate broker in in our office and um, Mrs. Ackley had called the office and he spoke to her and she told him, she had heard the good news that the contracts of sale were signed by the Stamboskys, uh and the contracts and the down payment check were with Mrs. Ackley's attorney. She called our office and spoke to my father that she was not going to sign her end of the contracts until the uh, Stamboskis were told about her ghosts. Mm. So my father spoke to me and I spoke to our agent about it. And uh, our agent very kind of cautiously (laughs) called Jeff Stamboski. It was during the day. Perhaps he was at work. And she uh told him that the owner claims that she has uh, ghosts in her house, and I remember distinctly she said that he laughed and said, "We'll have to call the ghostbusters." I remember that distinctly so uh so I am a hundred percent uh i believe a hundred percent that Jeff stambosky was told about the ghosts and uh and he laughed about it, and then we told. Mrs. Ackley, that we told him about it, and then she signed the contract. Because that was important to her, and, and I don't know why, but that was important to her, that we, her representatives, tell the Stamboskis about the ghosts, and we did that.
2: So what was the reaction then, when the uh come back and they run out of the contract and their money back?
1: Well, so uh, a week or two had passed after the contracts were fully signed, and my agent had gotten a call from the Stan- Jeff Stambosky, and he said that uh, they wanted to meet with the owner uh, and, and talk a little bit more about the ghosts. So I was not at that meeting, uh, but uh, my agent was, and uh, the, the Stamboskys had come, and they brought a woman with. Her who can only be described as a stereotype of what a gypsy woman might look like with beads and a long dress and a thing on her head and that's how she was described to me so she was at the meeting with mrs ackley who i understand with her usual passion spoke about the ghosts in great detail and uh they sat down they they spoke about it uh it was a polite meeting my agent said everyone left. It was friendly, and then the next day uh, uh, we received a call from the seller's attorney that uh, he had a call from the buyer's attorney that they wanted their money back. They were not going to proceed with the purchase of the house, and it's because of the ghosts.
2: Yeah, what was so? Yeah, what was your reaction to that? Uh, what was everybody's reaction to that?
1: Our reaction was, well, that's not fair. That's ridiculous. We told them about the ghost, and uh, and then of course Mrs. Ackley's reaction was the same, because uh, they wanted their money back, and she said, I'm not giving them their money back. You know, we disclosed to them about the ghost, and uh, you know, and I wouldn't sign the contract until that was done. So there was anger, there was anger, uh, and, uh, not quite disbelief, but almost some disbelief that they wanted their money back then.
2: Yeah. So I know the kind of the argument on the Stan side was that it would, uh, the hauntings devalued the house, uh, particularly because they were so, uh, public about it with readers digest Mm -hmm. at that time. I know you've talked about kind of now what you feel, but at that time with that particular house, did you feel that it devalued the house in any way?
1: No, um, I didn't. And um, I felt that uh, I could understand the the rationale behind their argument because I think they said that they had heard it from a contractor that, oh, you're buying the, the haunted house or something like that. And, and so that makes total sense with what they were saying. But um, as a realtor of, of many years, you know, some people believe in ghosts. Some people don't. I mean, it, it's it's come up before. People might ask, "Did you know, if, oh, if it's a part of an estate, did did they die in the house, uh, or you know, uh, is there a ghost in the house?" It doesn't happen often. In fact, it happens very rarely. But it comes up through the years, and um, <laughs> in a similar a similar line of thought. Uh, you know, we've had listings next to cemeteries and, and some people would never live next to a cemetery. And other people are totally indifferent. They think that rather than having a, a noisy neighbor, a cemetery is uh, is a, a kind of a more valuable place to live next to, believe it or not. So everyone has a different opinion. So uh I don't think that uh a house supposedly being haunted uh, devalues it. Uh, And the unique thing here with the the Ackley house was that it was a publicized haunted house. And one could argue, were there really ghosts in it or, you know, was that a figment of uh, the family's imagination?
2: I don't think it was a figment of their imagination,
1: but I'm just saying, you know, you could could be a cynic and and argue that as well.
2: Definitely. So, uh, why was it decided to fight them returning the money in court or instead of letting them out of their contract. I know you mentioned earlier it was um, a down payment. Uh, Speaking to Cynthia, Helen's daughter, she said that it wasn't necessarily a down payment as much as it was an earnest money payment.
1: It was a down payment. Yeah. Uh, So it was a down payment and um, uh, people put money down and if they default on the contract, then they lose their down payment. So, uh Stamboski's by saying they wanted their money back and that they weren't going to close, they were defaulting on the contract. So, uh I'm not an attorney, but legally the seller has the right to then keep the down payment. They're not closing. They 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 agreed uh that they would close on the property and now they're saying they're not closed. They're not going to uh you know, uh, close on it. So, uh, so the Ackleys had every right to keep that money.
2: Yeah. So, what was uh, were you involved with the first trial at all, and what was that like, if you were?
1: So, we we were involved. Uh, that was the lower court, and um, the lower court we we were represented by an attorney. In fact, uh, it was my brother uh, Jeff Ellis, and uh, the Stamboskis were. Uh, I'm sorry, the Ackleys were represented by their attorney and um you know and uh, our my brother's point of view in representing us was that we represented the property properly we were dutiful with our uh, obligations as a realtor we disclosed everything legally that needed to be disclosed and that you know we were not at fault with anything so you know it was a little nerve-wracking you know and it was also kind of exciting because it was such an unusual case and there was tons of publicity uh you know that was starting to be generated uh, around this but um uh it was uh you know kind of sitting at the edge of your seat waiting to see what was going to happen what was going to come of it
2: originally it came down in favor of you and the ackley's due to the idea uh, that buyer beware can you kind of tell us what the idea of buyer beware meant in new york real estate at the time
1: Sure. So buyer beware, and uh, I guess in the old law, uh, in Latin, it's known as caveat emptor. And uh, that means that anyone purchasing a house needs to do their own due diligence prior to taking the deed over. And then once they do take ownership uh, and the deed is transferred, you know anything wrong that happens with that property it's now it's theirs it, it there's no strings attached with the previous owner that uh that they have any responsibilities whatsoever more so in the old days uh and certainly in my earlier real estate de- uh, days caveat emptor was always something that uh you know the buyer had to do their due diligence they had to do their inspections they had to do whatever they had to do To find out everything they can about a property before closing because after they close they own it and then it's their problem if there are any issues with it
2: so how did you feel about winning that first time did you kind of know that immediately it was going to be appealed or well
1: well we we were uh, you know my my brother took a tact in in defending us in stating that um, you know that uh, he went and quoted certain passages from the Reader's Digest article. One in particular was a description of the gentleman in the Revolutionary War Garb. And my brother, kind of tongue-in-cheek, said, uh, you know, this could have been a description of George Washington. And uh, who's to say that it wasn't him? And the property could could be worth more more money. It's, and it, the Stambowskis argued that it was devalued. So we, we kind of, we, we he had a lot of fun defending us and uh and you know we felt we felt really good afterwards you know we didn't think we did anything wrong anyway so we weren't really concerned about being found guilty but you know it was it was an unusual situation but but we felt good after the first case
2: so how did it feel when it was appealed and the New York Supreme Court actually took it up
1: so uh it went to the appellate uh, division and it was um it was kind of troublesome that that, that he uh, had the right then to appeal it, uh, he being Stambowski. So we were kind of at the edge of our seats to see see what would happen then. And uh, uh, my brother was able to uh, convince the court that, that we, the broker, w- were lawful with everything we did in with respect to, again, uh, doing our job and disclosing, representing everything as we uh, technically knew it. And uh, there was nothing on the books that ever said we had to disclose about a ghost or anything like that. So, uh, as you probably know, we were released from the suit, Uh, but Mrs. Ackley was held liable then um, and found at fault uh, for not disclosing uh, to the Stamboskis about the ghost. I believe because she had published in several... uh, uh, publications uh, about the story of the ghost. The court interpreted that and believed the Stamboskis that they were never told about the ghost beforehand, which, of course, they were, as they earlier stated.
2: You know, eventually the Supreme Court did side with the Stamboskis and famously asking, who are you going to call? Uh, basically saying that Buyers Beware didn't actually apply in this situation or wasn't properly followed because they can't, call the ghostbusters you know they can't call a paranormal person to come in and verify whether or not there's ghosts uh how did you kind of feel about that ruling
1: it was ridiculous how can you uh as i've told you i have reason to believe that ghosts may exist but uh i to 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 Hold a realtor uh, responsible to having disclosed that a seller, let's say it's some, nut. I'm not saying this is Ackley at all, but if it's some, you have a listing and and there's some very, you know, whatever, uh, eccentric person who claims they have a ghost, that you then have to make a big deal to a potential buyer and disclose that when it's something that you can't even measure for a fact exists, you know, it was ridiculous, and that's why Uh, After that went into law that a realtor had to disclose a ghost, uh, as they would a leaky roof or faulty furnace, uh, that was in law for about six months until Governor Cuomo... Uh, Mario Cuomo uh, left office, and when uh, Governor Pataki became governor of New York State, that was thrown out. Uh, and at that point, then realtors did not have to disclose uh, ghosts again. So I, I thought it was absurd to to make that law.
2: How did uh, that really affect your family personally, since so many of you were involved in it? And how do you feel like it affected the Ackley's? Uh,
1: well... Our family, uh, you know, it, it was, um, uh, you know, it was like a milestone in in, in our real estate uh, uh, career, so to speak. So, it was something to be have been involved in a precedent-setting case that generated so much publicity. Um, I don't want to say it was fun because it was very stressful, especially for the Ackleys and the Stamboskis. I guess on a certain level, so that's not the right word. But it was—it um, was just the way things turned out. It was interesting to say the least.
2: So you said that the ruling affected uh, the real estate market in New York for only like mm-hmm. six months. That, that, six months. Yeah. Did it? Correct. It didn't have any lasting impression beyond that.
1: It did not. No no Uh, and the only thing that periodically through the years i've heard realtors say uh, disclosure issues come up Uh, do we have to disclose there's a ghost and and again the rule of thumb is a realtor has to always be honest and if a seller says they have a ghost uh, you probably should ask them for permission beforehand whether or not you can state that and if they say it's okay then you can tell a potential buyer if they ask the question, and if they say, don't, I don't want that disclosed, then you can't answer that question. And that's how you have to answer it.
2: Yeah. So, uh, I know you kind of went over this a little bit earlier, but the the house sold pretty quickly afterwards. You said, how did that, um, the new owners feel about it being haunted since it had to be disclosed to them at that point?
1: So I did not have uh, hardly any contact with the new owners, the next owner. Uh, and uh, just generally, they said they didn't believe in ghosts, period. And there was no further discussion beyond that that I'm aware of.
2: You know, one thing is that it's also been sold about five times since the Ackley's. That's unusual. That's unusual? Yeah. Yes. Why do you? Yes. Why do you think they I turn I just think um you know uh,
1: for a house to change hands that many times uh is is unusual. Period. Uh so why is it unusual? I don't know, it could be any number of reasons. Um, but it's unusual for a home to change that many times. Now, can it be related to uh, bad energy or a ghost in the house or someone not feeling comfortable in the house and wanting to sell it? Yeah, poss- that's possible. But I, you know, I, there's, a, there's a, a, a saying that, um, I don't know, if you uh, um, listen to some of these uh, different psychics and things, and I don't do that on a regular basis by no means but they say nothing is a coincidence so if you take that line of thought then why have so many people um uh sold the house maybe there's something wrong you know and then you could draw the dots from there
2: you said that you represented it later like in the 2000s ish uh did you disclose Mm -hmm. the ghost and what was their reaction then
1: uh, well, there was no reason for me to tell them about the Helen Ackley story because they certainly knew the history of the house and the ghosts because it was so well publicized. I had, uh, when I met with them and discussed marketing the property, I recommended that we uh, take a PR approach and, and try to, um, you know, make something out of it. And they they were stone faced and, and had no interest whatsoever in in any of that, they said they didn't believe in ghosts and they had no, nothing ever happened in the house and they didn't want me talking about it.
2: Have you ever represented any other uh, haunted house that you had to disclose the spirit?
1: You know, not really. Uh, um, If I did, it wouldn't be anything that um, I would feel an obligation to have to disclose, uh, being that I'm a little ambivalent if ghosts exist. But I, again, I, I do think I believe in ghosts. But, um, you know, I, it's, it's such a uh, kind of a non-material thing if there is a ghost and if they exist. So, um, uh, you know, I, 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 if I had a, a property that supposedly had a ghost, I'd, I'd think hard if I wanted to make something out of it, unless it was like a, a celebrity ghost or, or something famous like that.
2: Richard, I think you said you actually may own a haunted house or bought one at one point. Is that true? Yes, that's true. Yeah. Was that, that information disclosed to you before? And uh, Yes. Yes, it was. Um, what
1: I told you was that um, uh, about uh, eight or nine years after the Ackley case, I bought a house uh, in the community. And uh, it was a house uh, also built in the 1890s. And, um, before signing, coincidentally, before signing the contract of sale, the homeowner said to me, do you want to know everything about the house? I said, yeah, absolutely. So she said, uh, well, um, there might be a ghost in it. And she kind of laughed. And, um, she said that some unusual things had happened in the house and she said that, uh, once um there were two fireplaces in the living room that just midday out of the blue, the fireplaces were not on, they burst into flames. Um, and uh, for no explanation, she also said uh, that uh, some glassware on the kitchen counter uh, flew off the counter and that there were some noises and uh and, and things that one would hear in the house. She said that uh, you know, she wasn't these things don't happen often, but they happened and uh she wanted to let me know about it. So I kinda smiled. I was like a little unsure of what to think of all this. I said, okay, all right. Then I uh her husband wasn't there when uh when she had like, that discussion with me. So then uh, I think about a week later, um, I was out in the garage and I asked the husband, I said, so, so, uh, so and so told me about, um, you know, these unusual things in the house. What do you think? And, and by the way, she taught nursing and he was a doctor. So they're kind of scientific people for whatever that's worth. And he shrugged his shoulders and said, I don't know. So, um, all right, so I signed the contract. Um, coincidentally, I was the listing agent for this house as well. So I was buying it for myself and it was the listing agent. So two months, I had two months before closing and I had the keys to the house, the house was vacant and uh, I could just go in there kind of whenever I want. So I will tell you <laughs> with some embarrassment. So uh, I w- maybe the first or second time I went back to the house. I had a conversation with the walls and I basically said, listen, if there's any ghosts in here, we need to, uh, you know, live here together and uh, and be peaceful. And uh, I I really haven't admitted that to anyone before, except for a couple of people. But uh, I guess I'm letting a lot more people know about that now. And uh, yeah, so uh, the contract was signed and I closed on the house.
2: Have they been peaceful or have you had any disturbances in your home?
1: So there was never anything bad that happened, but uh, the first six months when I moved in, I I had a lot of artwork on the walls. And it was unusual that the artwork was uh, literally falling from the walls. One time, like my favorite painting, somehow miraculously fell over a sideboard and, and over a chair that was in front of the sideboard and landed perfectly on the floor. So for six months, I would guess six or eight pieces of art Came off the walls, and I'm used to putting hanging art, and that was unusual. Um, a, a friend was visiting from California, and the ghost, the supposed ghost, and the story of it was was kind of a, a big story that uh, we would I would talk about with my friends a lot, and they always enjoyed talking about it. So uh, this one friend, it was in the morning; she had stayed overnight, and she was coming down the steps from the second floor and a um, a VHS tape, unaided, it was so weird, flew off the shelf, the TV, uh, above the TV, and just landed maybe three feet away from uh, her feet. Uh, And that was like very weird. Um, And then uh, actually once glasses, I don't know, they they did, they seemed to fly out of the cabinet when I opened it, Uh, and this is over the course of like 12, 13 years. Uh, so it, this stuff didn't happen all at once. Uh, and then a, a kind of a weird thing that happened was uh, it was maybe about 10, 1030 at night. There was a kind of a pantry below the kitchen. And um, I went down to the second refrigerator in the pantry, which was above ground. And there was windows and actually a French door to the dark backyard. And there was a woman uh, standing in the dark outside the door wearing an evening dress. And I remember distinctly she was an African-American woman who was and it was like a lavender dress with uh, I'm going to say an ermine collar. It was like white. I remember clearly white with black spots on it. And she didn't knock on the door. She just said, do you know where the gas station is? or do you know where a gas station is? And I kind of said, what? Who? What? And she again said, do you know where the gas station is? And uh, a friend of mine was upstairs in the kitchen. He came down. He saw her. And then, like, we turned to each other, and then we looked, and she wasn't there. So uh, I lived on a busy roadway, and it had a circular driveway. Uh, It was completely dark behind the house. I I didn't want to... I don't... I think I opened the door from the lower level, but I I went up. We went out the front door, went back upstairs, didn't see any car. Then I went to. The, we went in the backyard and looked, didn't see anyone. Uh, so that was like I, I'm. I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying that was like really weird. It was just something that struck me as very weird. Uh, and and then I think I just did discuss and mention to you prior to this call that. Um, Uh, someone was trying to do a uh, uh, a pilot TV show about uh, ghosts in the area and they wanted to do the Ackley house and they had come to me because they knew I was involved with that and they wanted to know about any other houses that might have had a ghost and I had mentioned another house that uh, uh, some clients of mine purchased privately and some unusual things there and I happened to mention uh, to them my house and some things that happened. Also, the front door would just open sometimes, it wouldn't stay shut, and the alarm would go off, electrical things uh, would happen there too. So um, uh, she, um, uh, the psychic came to my house and said that uh, there was a man and a woman, and they were very much in love, and they were there in the house, and that they were very comfortable with me and liked me very much and um uh, uh and uh, it was all very positive she said and she said that uh, the woman who we saw downstairs uh in that evening uh she said that uh she was a jazz singer and trying to go to a uh, uh um uh, like maybe a club and she asked if there was a club uh, in the area and coincidentally, uh, about a quarter of a mile, half mile down the road on this particular road, which is all residential now, there was a jazz club and that she said that they were going as she was going there. And she named uh the person who it was and uh and off the top of my head I forget who it was now. Uh and uh, uh and I was able to Google her. She was like a B grade uh uh singer, uh lived in Harlem and uh um so that was weird that was unusual
2: that's very interesting very interesting so i know um but do i still believe in ghosts i don't know maybe (laughs) but uh you know but yeah that was my that's been
1: my experience in that house
2: i'm with you richard you know i personally it's like i i want to believe but you know i i can be a little skeptical with all the science and everything so it it, it's a very interesting thing but i love hearing you know, these stories and uh, experiences, because how do you explain some of this, It you can't. And I think that that makes exactly. it very interesting. Um, so yes. we are wrapping up. I know you don't have much more time. So I just wanted to see if you had uh, any other final thoughts before we wrap this up.
1: I guess my thoughts are that um, houses, houses have may have A feeling that one gets when one goes into them Uh, and and that may be from a house that's run down might feel scary a house that's bright and light and a lot of windows might feel very cheery Uh, and uh, sometimes I think that one gets a feeling based on the the structure and the way it's set up and um, and that's kind of the scientific side of me that says maybe stuff is is purely from how you set it up, and and there's the practice of feng shui, the ancient uh, uh, Asian practice of of having a house, you know, lined up with whatever na- nature and and water and fire and windows and things, and that might give better. Or they call it better energy. So then they they the practice of feng shui uh says that that you get energy from design so i don't know so i i I think sometimes uh, i i think if you believe in ghosts maybe you have to feel it you have to be open to feeling it uh, certainly to yourself if not outwardly to others and if maybe you feel it you're gonna you're gonna see that um uh and i think that uh uh from a professional point of view uh Realtors have to be honest and fair, but I, I don't see any reason why one would uh, have to disclose if a ghost uh, exists in a house based on what a seller may say. So um, I would just say caveat emptor. <laughs> Beware and ask a lot of questions if you're gonna if you're gonna buy a house. There you go.
0: Let us know if you would buy a haunted house on Twitter and Instagram at strange underscore phenom and on Facebook at strange phenomenon all one word please give us a review and subscribe on your favorite podcasting app visit www.strange phenomenon.com for a full list of sources and more episodes strange phenomenon is hosted by Ray Torara it's written and produced by RJ Blake and Ray Torara theme music by Tara Monk additional music provided by Sergei Cheromizanov.